What's going on, my friends? Welcome on out to Behind the Energy Podcast, where we dive into behind the scenes of DJing, entrepreneurship, and all the excitement in between. We got some friends, some cool people joining us, and a lot of fun stories. So without further ado, let's jump into Behind the Energy Podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, party people, listeners, viewers, friends, welcome out to Behind the Energy Podcast. Season two, episode thirty-one. I'm sitting next to Emily Evans. Emily, what's up? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get comfy real quick. That little intro. Um, okay, catch my breath. Emily, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Excited. It's it's kind of kind of fun. Emily's been in the film industry, professional film industry, now for how many years? Six and a half. Six and a half, and you mm-hmm. haven't been on this side of the never of the camera doing never a podcast like this. Never so. been filmed. Never done a podcast. So you're not nervous at all, are you? It's a little intimidating. Like a little now, intimidating. I have like some like <laughs> some respect for my clients because it is scary. <laughs> like, Spe- speaking of clients, I, I I mean, of course, follow along on social media. We do events together. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, 2022. What kind of uh, events or I guess clients are you working with mainly or the most, if you will? Weddings. Weddings for sure. Hundred yep, okay. percent weddings. I do like maybe three non-wedding events here. So like a oh, commercial wow. shoot or like I just shot like a little kid birthday party, but okay. those are like very rare. They're still fun, but yeah, mostly weddings. Okay. So and I imagine you're booking in 2023 right now. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, it's That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Sorry, uh, listeners, don't want to. Uh, jump into it too much real quick. I'm going to take a, a back step. This is Emily Evans. Emily, did, remind me where you went to elementary and middle school. Did you go to Sojo as well? I went to South Jordan Middle. South yep. Jordan. South yep. Jordan. And okay. I went to Monta Vista Elementary. Monta Vista. Yeah. There we go. So okay. grew up just right in the heart of South Jordan. My parents lived right across from Bingham High School in that okay. neighborhood. Okay. And so. you uh, graduated in 2013, correct? Yep. Okay. So that's kind of where our paths started crossing back mm-hmm. that many years ago yeah and then started picking up more in the event industry yes yeah sorry i feel like this is too far away from me real quick we don't need to edit this out nick i'm sorry bro <laughs> <laughs> there we go so um emily is a entrepreneur a wife a uh, mother and a uh, business owner full-time mm-hmm. um filmmaker if you will yeah. Did I kind of get that right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. So uh, a lot of what I like to do in the podcast is, uh, of course, kind of tell how our our friendship and our past cross, but also uh, get a good understanding of your entrepreneurial story. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Emily, if you could take a few few minutes and and yeah. uh, tell us <laughs> tell us maybe even before you know six and a half years ago, like. Were you doing entrepreneurial things prior to that, or did it really start in the the world of film? Yeah, so I got started back in 2015. Um, I'd always been like really interested in photo and video, specifically photo. Um, like that was always like my reflections contest entries and stuff. You know, like growing up, like I was the photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saved up for many cameras growing up, and like that was my thing. And so I was always the girl that walked around with the camera, and it was like annoying. Um, and I'd make my siblings pose and, you know, all those things. But, 
Um, I grew up playing basketball as well. And so at the end of each of my seasons, I would put together like a slideshow video or pictures and videos for my team Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. highlight at the end of the year. And so that's kind of like my introduction to video making, I guess. Um, Obviously, that was like really low key. Yes. Oh, yeah. I I submitted the most terrible reflections video ever. (laughs) I might show it to you if I can find it. Please do. Anyways, that took me back. Uh, clearly, you were uh, creative from a very early age. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Always fast been doing that. Forward a little bit. Yes. Okay. So then, now um, I am in college, and my former teammate was getting married, and I was like, you know, I'm kind of interested in like the wedding industry, and I'd look, I wanted to look into wedding videography. So I reached out to my teammate who was getting married in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, I don't know if you have a videographer hired yet, but I am interested in getting started. Like, could I just come to your wedding, like film and, you know, just play around. Like I do it totally for free. And then you get your video. Really? At the end. Yeah. And so that's how I got started. I borrowed my uncle's like camcorder that used for like home videos, like did nothing it, professional. Did it have uh, like that little eye socket yes, thing or whatever? I don't it know, that did. extension yes. and and it, it, was, it was like this big or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I used yeah. for her wedding video. And yeah. she she responded to me and she said, actually, my videographer we had hired canceled on us like last week. So we don't have anybody. So that would be great if you could come. Hmm. So that's how I got started. Um, I absolutely loved it. Afterwards, her mom loved the video so much that she put an ad on KSL for me. And that got me like... 10 inquiries off of that one ad. I had no experience. Did you know how to respond to them? No. Like they, like, I don't even know. I think she just put my phone number on there. And then people just started texting me saying, Hey, I need a videographer. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Did you know that she did that? Yeah. She let let me know. She posts, like she sent me a screenshot of the KSL ad and she's like, here's this just so you know, like we really love your work and we'd love to get you jumpstarted. And so that's really what happened and KSL ad too. I had just barely gotten married and so we had like no savings no money and I talked to my husband I'm like listen I need to buy like a professional camera like mm-hmm. now I'm like in this and so mm-hmm. we spent our savings on like a really cheap camera and that is what I used for like the first year of my business and I did probably like 20 weddings my first year that's amazing for which your was first year crazy yeah that's looking awesome. back and I charged super 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 cheap and I look back at those videos now and I feel bad (laughs) but it's like so cool because that's like really what got me started and I learned Mm -hmm. so much in that first year Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's kind of how I got the ball rolling on that and then you know I registered my business legally and Mm -hmm. did all the legal stuff and so then it was legit and then from there Mm -hmm. I've just kind of grown through Instagram and word of mouth and now I get to travel like all over the country. I just booked a wedding in New York and just shot in California last week. So it's like I'm going coast to coast shooting weddings. And it's been like the biggest blessing in my family's life because I can be busy on weekends and still work from home and have my kids like around my feet when I'm working. But mm-hmm. it's been great. You, you have two, three, three. I have three girls. Three, three girls. Yes. Three girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's it's exciting. been it's been really good. Wow. So. Uh, okay. So. Back in this first year, mm-hmm. uh, you invest in your first camera. Mm-hmm. Did you intend or envision things to pick up to no. the pace and where they're at, in which it's at right now? No, yeah. I was still working like a regular nine to five job. Mm-hmm. And so it was things I was just doing more on the side. And so mm-hmm. I kind of expected that would be my life. And then it got to a point where I was always having a shoot like with bridles or then weddings. And it was hard to just get work off so consistently. Mm-hmm. And so then 
me and my husband decided it would probably be best if I just quit that and just did this like full time. And it really paid off. Like I didn't ever, a lot of people, unfortunately, they have a hard time getting into it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I was just lucky. Like I really, I don't have any like formula for success other than That's I, think I just got for. lucky. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I really put my heart and soul into it. So maybe that's what it is. Like I loved it so much. And mm-hmm. I think just, I connected with photographers and just tried to make a good impression on my clients so that they would spread the word about me. Gotcha. And so I guess maybe that's the formula for success, yeah. but I know a lot of people do that, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's really what happened for me. Hmm. So, uh, would you say that it, it's a safe guess in that p- p- perhaps 50% of the clients or couples you're working with are, are from referrals? So, so, somewhere yeah, around there? Probably. Around there? Yeah. yeah. It's either like a friend of a friend or mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. You had mentioned quite a few things I want to talk about. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I want to talk about pricing in just a moment, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much time between that first year and the six and a half years yes. um, uh, that, that we've covered. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you you said, Emily, that there's not been, you know, maybe a, a formula or a trick for growing the business. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like we can dig deeper there. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're very personal. You're very kind. Uh, I was, I was looking on your website prior, you know, to kind of prepping for this. Uh, and and one thing that was uh, specific or that stood out to me is, is your attention to detail, Mm -hmm. uh, in, Mm -hmm. in, um, even the perspective from where you're capturing to the end product and what you're delivering. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can speak a little bit more on that. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. So I have always put like everything into my business. Like it is really hard for me to separate personal from business because it is just who I am. Like that's who you are. I love it. And so I think, and I've always been this way. I've been very almost perfectionist sometimes to a fault. We can talk about that too. Okay. Okay. I think that that comes out in my work because I want to deliver a wedding video that I would love. (laughs) And so when I'm working I'm constantly thinking like, what types of things would I want documented if this, if this was my wedding video? Mm. It's not something that I'm just showing up doing and then checking it off my box. Like I am there mm. to serve my couples and I'm there to give them the best experience. And mm. so I think that's why like today I even talked about on my Instagram page, like why my videos are so long. I saw that. Yes. And because I cannot cut things out. There's like so much in a wedding day. And I just think it's so important to really highlight that and really show off all the like months and months of work that people put into their wedding days. I want to make mm-hmm. sure I capture that. And like nobody's going to be mad with a long wedding video that they get back, you know, like no. they want to see that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I just really I really like what I do. And I think that you have to like it in order to be in this industry mm-hmm. because it can get really crazy at times and really stressful. Mm-hmm. But I truly do enjoy it and so yeah uh you had mentioned instagram uh for the Mm -hmm. listeners the viewers where can we go to go check you out it's at ee video ee ee for emily evans yep so yep short and sweet (laughs) excellent at ee video uh Mm -hmm. and then the website emily emily evans video.com just like that that's the name of your your company yep just emily evans video perfect super easy uh let's talk about uh perfectionism Love it. <laughs> you communicated so many things just yeah. in that. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, 
the reason why I laugh and I want to talk about it is because I too feel like that has been a component in my life for many years mm-hmm. and has allowed me to excel in the business to excel in a number of ways, but mm-hmm. has also held me back in a number of ways. Yes. Uh, can yeah. you maybe add on to that or maybe even speak to that, give an example of how your drive for making something so meticulously correct mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or yeah, or beautiful uh, may hold you back? Maybe an example? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I think an example would be just the amount of time that it takes me to edit these videos. Like I see other videographers post that they can like whip out videos so quick. And I'm just I'm like, how, how do you do that? And I think it's because I sometimes overanalyze what I'm doing and I'm like, is this like, is this going to look good? Is this, does this make sense? And a big part of it too is like choosing music and like mm-hmm. making sure that the music can really like capture the emotion because that is such a huge part of the video editing process. And Sometimes I spend a little too much time like trying to figure out what is going to work best where really like when I put it into the timeline, it's going to look good. I just need to like cut myself some slack in that regard. So Mm. it does hold me back in that way, but I don't know, it's just, it's part of my process. So Mm. I think other people may look at me and say like, I can't believe that you think about this so much. Like when I'm driving, I'm listening to like wedding songs. Really? Yeah, like, like, like to, to, constantly. To, to find the perfect one that's going to match this, this yes. couple. Yeah, or... and I can write notes because I, I use a website called Musicbed, which that's a lot awesome. of people do. And there's an option where you can add it to this type of folder. And then you can say, like, what do you like about this music? And I can write down, like, maybe the couple that I have in mind. Like, I think that this song kind of fits their vibe for their wedding day. And then I can add it. And then I can, you know, think about it when I get to the editing room. But, yeah. Okay, okay hold, hold on. <laughs> this, so a lot of what I want to like do or my aim for the podcast is mm-hmm. not only provide like a uh, fun entertainment value behind the scenes of, uh, you know, entrepreneurship, the event industry, DJing, mm-hmm. um, but provide educational value. So say there's um, someone who's new in the film industry mm-hmm. uh, and is starting to do their first couple events. I think you just shed light on some very helpful knowledge. What was this platform for? Yes. Music uh, bed. Music bed. And, and mm-hmm. it's like a, a platform of, of tracks that, uh, don't have any copyright claims. Like what? What is it exactly? Yeah. So Musicbed, um, you do have to legally license the music that you use in wedding videos. Okay. So that is like a big thing that people are confused about a lot of times. Okay. But you can't just use like mainstream music and put it on and sell it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're using that as your product. So I use Musicbed. There's a bunch of other um, websites out there, but that's one that I personally love, and I'm on it on a subscription basis. And so each song that you use is like fifty to a hundred dollars. Per and you have to pay okay. that every time you make a video. Gotcha. Every time you use that song, so yeah, this site is really great because you can break it down into like genre and like vibes even, and they have different mm. playlists. Um, and then you can go on and buy those songs and then add them into your video, and then you own the rights, and they send you like this legal document as mm-hmm. well every time that you purchase it. Okay. To prove that you can use this in your wedding videos and. Yeah, it's. I've loved it. I've used it ever since I've started, and okay. really liked it. Okay, that yeah, that thing. I wanna, yeah. I'm glad we got to stop on that for a second. Talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, um, I use a very similar thing, but it's for DJing playing live. Like it's not mm-hmm. for copy. You know, owning the rights to this to then yes. share it on, say, YouTube, for example. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's a platform specific for uh, for DJs to find music that has 
uh, clean edited versions, shortened like hyped versions and mm-hmm. like remixes and stuff. That's awesome. It's called like it's called a record pool is the the, oh, cool. the term of it. But anyways, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, so we got a little sidetracked. Yes. <laughs> Pulling that back, uh, we were talking specifically about how your 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 drive for wanting to make sure things are the best they can possibly be mm-hmm. uh, can take longer uh, down mm-hmm. to uh, the example of listening to music as you're driving in the car, like yes. almost doing your homework, if you will. Yes. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Yep. Any, anything else you want to add on to there, Emily? Or? Uh, I mean, it really is just like my life. It's who I am. Like yeah. I'm just, I'm like a wedding videographer and like, I really identify with that a lot. Like, mm. and I love it. So mm. Yeah, I, it really does consume my life. I'm trying to find a better balance of that. And mm. obviously, like, I, I do it often because I have to be a mom at the mm. same time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm finding that balance. But I, I do love it. So it is it is what it is, I guess. Okay. I think there's so much to be said about the word balance in itself. Yeah, it's can, a myth. <laughs> can you? It's a, it's a myth. Yeah. It's a myth. <laughs> uh, Emily, can you maybe maybe speak towards that a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Uh, how have you been able to get more balance in your life? Maybe even just in the past year, mm-hmm. uh, between consultations with couples, mm-hmm. uh, filming, editing, mm-hmm. um, phone calls, social media, DM, content uh, creation, mm-hmm. and then of course your family. Yeah, like. Uh, and every other commitment you've got going on in your life, like yes. has there been something you've specifically done to have more balance in your life in the last couple of years or months or year? Yeah. So I would say 2019 was probably my hardest year um, because I didn't have any boundaries and I was so overworked. I got so burned out by the end of the wedding season hmm. and I was so depressed and it was so bad. So I told myself, I'm never going to let this happen to me again. So what I've started doing is making sure that I have certain weeks and weekends just completely blacked out. I'm saying I do not take I do not take any work during this week. I love that for you. And it's been hard because I'll get really cool inquiries. Yeah. And to, but to I, travel across yeah, the United States. Right. Or... And I'm like, I can't do that. And so I just have to tell myself mm. I'm not booking anything this weekend. I'm gonna leave this open for opportunities for family, for vacations. And that has really helped me dial back mm. and also just setting like business hours and so like i don't reply to emails past like five o'clock sometimes i go over but Good I, for you. I try and keep like business hours even though i'm working out of like currently my my baby's nursery like that's where my that's computer where set up. At, yeah it was with the office before and now it's the nursery so we're kind of like one I, right now i, I love that but so like much. i have to set these office hours and i just have to like really stay strict to it and i also have my husband help me with that. And it's Mm. like, okay, we need to, you need to help me. If you see that I'm overworking, like you need to tell me Mm. so that I can dial it back. And and how has that gone thus far? This year it's gone really good, actually. Like I am very proud. I have a friend who's also doing the same thing. And so we keep each other on track Mm. and saying like, are you sticking to your boundaries? And like, we both have been doing that. I love that. So yeah, that is for sure huge. And that is like my biggest thing I would say to like young videographers, like set those boundaries early don't overwork yourself. I used to think it was cool that I would, like, there was one year I shot like 53 weddings and I'm like, look at me. I'm so great. And it's not to mention all the prep and then the yes. editing afterwards oh, and the my communication. Gosh. Yeah. Like, it was too much. It was constant. I was drowning. And so oh. I always tell people like, 
It's yeah. not cool to be yeah. constantly working. Mm-hmm. You have to live a life outside of your job. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you didn't, I didn't quit my nine to five job to work 24 seven. Like, no. and that's what I was doing for a long time. And so now I'm like, if I'm my own boss, like I want to be a good boss to myself and I want to treat myself right and make sure that I'm giving myself those weeks of vacation. Even if it's in the middle of wedding season, I need to make sure that I'm doing that for myself so that I don't burn out so that I can give my best to my clients. Because when I am, when I'm burned out like that, I'm not the best mom. I'm not the best wife. I'm not the best business owner. Mm-hmm. So you just really have to set your boundaries and stick to them. I'm, I'm so. you seriously, <laughs> whatever kind of field of work you're in, uh, I think that comes with so much value. I'm like, I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying mm-hmm. to maintain that balance in my life. I just, I just graduated from college, so things are. Yes. It's been shifting recently. I don't have a family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm in a bit of a different boat. But right. uh, I, I I also have this kind of thought in that, you know, you are your own boss. Mm-hmm. There's no one who's going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one who's going to, uh, you know, lay out the path for you. If you're not making those moves, you know, the business is not growing. Things are not moving. Mm-hmm. And so I've always kind of felt like this burden almost. But I don't know if I want to even call it a burden because, like, I genuinely love what I do. And, right. like, I, I get a great sense of fulfillment and excitement in completing projects and tasks yes. and, and mm-hmm. having a very successful week. Right. But also, did I have three meals? Did I have two meals a day? <laughs> yeah. Did I sleep at least seven hours? Yes. Uh, did, did I get an exercise? Have I spoken with my family and my loved ones? Yes, exactly. Like, like seriously. Yeah. It, oh, I know. It's a constant thing that... Um, even in the past two years, like I've made a lot of progress, but mm-hmm. it's, 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 uh, it's something I'm still working at. It's hard because when yeah. you love what you do, it's hard to turn it down. It's not mm-hmm. like this is a job that I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go do this again. It's like, I'm excited mm-hmm. to do it. So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to say no. Mm-hmm. So when you have something like that in your life, it becomes even harder to set those boundaries and those guidelines in your life because you're like, but I love this mm-hmm. and I want to see it prosper and grow. It's really hard to dial it back. So but then you to, see to the people that do it, yeah. it's so worth it. And your and your business gets better because when you do mm-hmm. do those things, you can be a better person for your business. Mm-hmm. And you're not running at the end of your wick. You can just go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, you can uh, d- deliver uh, deliver at a at a greater level because you yes. are you you do have a little bit more of that balance. Mm-hmm. You are sleeping and eating regularly. Mm-hmm. You are happy mm-hmm. inside and outside, feeling yes. good. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want to quickly talk. We probably have like five, seven minutes left. Okay. I want to talk about um, pricing for a moment. I also want to talk about traveling. Okay. 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 Uh, so was there a point in your career thus far, Emily, where you changed your prices um, – or, or some, some, something happened where you're like, wow, I'm, what I do and what I bring to the table is worth so much more and I need to amount up to that level and mm-hmm. reflect that in my pricing. Did, did, yeah. was, was there something like that in your, your journey, your experience? Yes. Yeah. I would say I took a pretty big price jump from like my second year into my third year because that's when I had like my portfolio built. I had invested in better gear at this point. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I was able to charge more. Mm-hmm. And then an- another jump happened back in 2019 when I said I was so overworked. Um, mm. I thought, okay, if I'm booking this much, I need to make sure it is really worth my time. Mm-hmm. And if that means that I jump my prices a little bit so I don't get maybe as many bookings because maybe some people can't afford it, that's mm-hmm. fine mm-hmm. because I'm still making up that difference. Mm-hmm. So 
Now I gradually increase every year. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think you just have to know what you're worth and charge accordingly and really make it worth your time because then you have to, there's so much that goes back into the business. And so you can't just be breaking even like with taxes and your gear updates and the software and like just your time even is so valuable. And so once I realized all of that, because then at the end of the year, when taxes hit you, you like cry a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, have you finished everything? Do you, do you know no, where you're at? Okay. Oh, not this year. Okay, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I am kind of a procrastinator. I need to get on it and I, I will get on it. But yeah, I, I hate it so much. So I just I'm like, I'm not even going to think about it right now. But uh-huh. it's the worst. It's the worst when it hits you at the end of the year. Uh-huh. And so once I was doing taxes and I was like, oh, Okay. Actually, do you pay quarterly or have you paid quarterly? No, and I need to because I hear it's way better. Do you do you work with an accountant? Mm-hmm. Okay, so talk with your accountant. Yes. Um, and this might be helpful for other entrepreneurs. I'm pretty new to this too, but mm-hmm. uh, you project an idea or a number that you're going to have in revenue or whatever, mm-hmm. and then um, you look on this last year, and then you uh, give an estimate of how much you're going to need to have paid by the end of the year, mm-hmm. and so you pay every quarter. Yes. Uh, a quarter of that total. Mm-hmm. So that way at the end of the year, you're not like, it oh, shoot. You. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you're still yes. working on that though. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. And that's great. I yeah. use this, a software called HoneyBook to manage all my clients. Yes. And it does that for me. So I'm like, okay. it really would be easy. It's just one of okay. those things that I need to like actually do, but it's something that scares me. So I just, I'm like, I'm not going to deal with it right now. <laughs> so I have a way to do it. So okay. anybody out there, HoneyBook is great. You told me about HoneyBook. Yes, I did. Like three years ago? Yeah. Do you use it? I, I don't. Uh-huh. I, I'm on the borderline of determining whether or not, or I'm I'm almost there to a yeah. point where I'm just like, oh, I think this is going to be really beneficial for the business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've like almost built out my own uh, CRM kind of thing. Oh, nice. I lo- I'd love to show it to you. Yeah, uh, maybe, I want to see after, it. But um, it's not nearly as advanced or streamlined as HoneyBook. Anywho, mm-hmm. um, got a little sidetracked there. Uh, I'm... I, I, we could keep talking about this particular topic Forever. for another episode or <laughs> yes. three episodes. Yep. But I want to uh, jump to one more quick question mm-hmm. um, or topic, if you will, and that's traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have got to travel to how many states now at this point, Emily? Uh, got to count it out. Um, only three. Really? Done, yeah, I know. Out of the country, though? Yes. Yeah, okay. I've only okay. done Oregon and California and Colorado, okay. and then I have one in New York, uh-huh. um, but I've done like five in California. Okay, because I'm like, I'm like, I've seen you, so, and you've been traveling more than... Yes, okay. So, but okay. I seem like I, I go to California a lot for gotcha. it, so I would love to like go more oh, places, so if anybody needs yeah. anybody like out you of Utah, right <laughs> um, but yeah, I love it. It's hmm. so fun. Hmm. Uh, okay, so perhaps, what, do you travel with the fam or is it just you when you go out? Just me. I usually always bring a second shooter okay. um, because I have a lot of gear. So having an extra body that I can just like check a bag with mm-hmm. is really helpful. Um, but yeah, it's usually just me. Do you have someone you work with regularly for that? Yeah, my friend Linnea June, she's a photographer. We met doing weddings together back in 2018 and mm-hmm. we've created a really close friendship. And so awesome. I bring her with me and... It's great. Okay. Okay. Uh, perhaps, I mean, there's a tip in itself, but for someone who is maybe on that phone call with that couple who's booking their first out-of-state mm-hmm. out of state wedding, what uh, piece of advice would you like to share with them in regards to traveling to go 
do this event or, or this particular wedding? Um, I would say what got me into it was um, hashtagging my videos on Instagram. Like, okay. New York videographer or like California hey, videographer, things like that, because that will pop up yeah. for people that live in that state that are planning a wedding. Uh-huh. So that's kind of your first step. Um, make sure you have in your Instagram um, where you're based and then that you are open to traveling. Because a lot of times people will come to your profile and they say, oh, she's in Salt Lake. She's not gonna, she's not going to fly out here. Yeah. But if you let them know that travel is okay. Psych. Yeah. Okay. Like they will contact cool. you. And also little life hack too. Um, Utah industry, Utah wedding industry is like relatively cheaper than anywhere else in the country. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes it's a lot cheaper for out of state people to fly you out there yep. than their local vendors. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's good and bad in a way, but it does get your name out there. So that's kind of how I got started. I, my first wedding I booked was in California and then I, the venue reposted my video and then it just kind of just kind of like goes a from there. Effect, yeah, it really perhaps. does. That's so, awesome. and just manifested out there. <laughs> uh, how, how about a tip? Like you, you book you you book this event, mm-hmm. and it's in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I need to bring something extra, or what have I not thought about that I need to think about when I'm traveling to another state? I'm getting on a plane to go yeah. film this event. Um, I let's see. I would say that you should always bring a second shooter. I think that that is most helpful just for carrying your extra gear around. If you're a videographer, especially, you've got like all your tripods and your lights and Mm -hmm. extra cameras and extra lenses. So I always think it's best to have a second person with you. Also, if you're a woman, safety. It's always good Mm -hmm. to travel in twos. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I don't know. Like there's, it's, it's really not much different than when you would just be shooting locally. Really? Yeah. It's, okay. it's just, and it's a wedding. So okay. like, you know what to do, you know, what's going to happen. And so you just show up with your gear and prepared. And I always like to fly in the night before just like so that. that I don't get like delayed or anything. I want to make sure I'm there. So fly in the night before, and then I fly home the day after. Hmm. And I always work in like all the travel expenses into the pricing. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't pay for that necessarily like your couple does and they will you may be thinking there's no way that somebody's going to pay for me to travel there but they Mm -hmm. really will Mm -hmm. and you just work that in and you say congratulations i would love to shoot your wedding here is my travel fee and make sure you give yourself like a little bit of extra too because you got to factor in like food and just your time alone Mm -hmm. and just say here's my packages Mm -hmm. add on this travel fee and then i'd love to chat Mm -hmm. and so that's what i leave it at and i love that it's so fun. I mm. love it. And and people are happily booking you. You're going mm-hmm. out to New York. Yeah. And uh, California on a, at least a quarterly basis. Yeah. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that comes to mind there is that, let's say you're doing the wedding uh, in New York on Friday. Okay. Okay. That means you're leaving Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then you're coming home Saturday. Mm-hmm. And by coming home Saturday, there's a very good possibility that you may not be able to shoot another event that day. Yeah. On Saturday. So mm-hmm. that is something I take into consideration Absolutely. when we do travel to DJ. It's not yes. too common. Uh, we do have sometimes like a full trailer of equipment that we're bringing, so we can't fly that out. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, but um, that is something that uh, I take into consideration. We take into consideration when mm-hmm. quoting events that are, you know, a couple hours away and we're going to yes. stay at night. Do you do something similar to that yeah, as well? Yeah, absolutely. You need to make sure okay. that you are making up for that difference of potential potential bookings yep. Yep. and i even do that with weddings that sometimes separate into two days mm-hmm. sometimes people do that and you got to say okay that's fine i'm happy to do that but i do charge an additional fee 
because mm-hmm. that's your time mm-hmm. and that's a wedding that you could have missed out on. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure you're compensating mm-hmm. for that. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Emily, you're, you're spitting fire. I don't think you, you realize this. Oh gosh, well, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> thank uh, you. I, I have no doubt in my mind that, uh, you know, as the podcast continues to grow too, uh, that, uh, whether they be, you know, in the film industry or something else in the entertainment industry, like, or just an entrepreneur in general, like people can take a lot of what we're talking about now, what you're talking about and sharing mm-hmm. and uh, see it as value. Um, uh, Emily is perhaps maybe one other question to end on. Mm-hmm. Uh, should there be someone who just got their first camera? Maybe they got it for Christmas or they've been saving up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do want to get into uh, shooting weddings. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is what you specialize in. Is there anything that you would like to leave them with, or a piece of advice you'd like to share with them, so mm-hmm. you can shorten their learning curve and they can take that next step? Yes, I would say get involved in a mentorship ASAP. I think that'll be like your biggest help is to be with somebody who's in the industry that you love. Make sure you really admire their work. And see if they offer mentorship programs. A lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And just jump in. And they, you can go along to shoots with them, You sometimes even weddings, mm-hmm. and then really get a behind-the-scenes look at what you can do. They can teach you ins and out of how to use your camera. That's another thing, though. You should always go into it really just knowing your camera, knowing mm-hmm. how it works. And then you really just jump in. And mm-hmm. you'll learn as you go. And don't expect perfection with your first video or first shoot. And come back and just assess what you've got Mm -hmm. and take notes on how you can improve next time Mm. and then just go from there and you'll just kind of build on your knowledge each time but yeah for sure mentorship is like I wish that I would have done that and I would have done a lot better earlier on okay Uh, someone uh, someone that you can work with or learn from Mm -hmm. along the way Mm -hmm. starting out uh, knowing your equipment Mm -hmm. is crucial Mm -hmm. and then also take into consideration that things are not going to be perfect and you're going to learn as you continue to grow. Absolutely. push yourself and Mm -hmm. put yourself out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Emily, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Any any last words of advice for the people, the listeners, anything we didn't talk about that you want to speak towards? I mean, I think we got it covered. Just hire Parker for all your DJ needs. I wasn't looking for (laughs) that. That's it. No, thank you. But yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Thank you. That's, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I didn't even uh, express this uh, or or talk about this, but Emily's been super supportive of my DJing over the years. We've worked on a number of uh, uh, events together, weddings Mm -hmm. together, Mm -hmm. um, and that's really how our paths continue to cross and build. Yep. And I see Emily making big moves, especially on the real game too. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to get her in here, share share the knowledge. So yes. Yeah, it's been fun. One more time, EE video on Instagram. EE video. There we go. Yep. All right. Yep, that's me. Emily Evans, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Behind Energy Podcast. Uh, We'll catch you next week for episode 32.